0: Oh, this is the podcast, yeah? <laughs> no, but really, guys, this is the podcast. This is two chickpeas in a podcast. It's your girl, Nikita. It's your girl, Tash. And you're listening to Two Chickpeas in a Podcast. I think we say every episode's really special, but today, honestly, really, really special. Yes. Sitting down with broadcaster, actor, poet, all around super Asian superstar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that one before. <laughs> super asian superstar it's just like the
0: beyonce song came in my head like what's (laughs) alien superstar (laughs) asian superstar yeah that one's
1: (laughs) wicked i'm gonna take that one it's not just superstar no more it's super asian superstar no
0: you really are though you are all of these amazing things that i think make you uh forced to be reckoned with especially within the not not just the south asian community because i hate to just keep people who are South Asian, like in your little
2: boxes. Yeah. But,
0: but I think it's more the representation you have when you go onto other bigger platforms that are not South Asian. It's like, oh, I feel represented when mm. I hear, see anything you do. It's a massive, like, I, I feel seen moment.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, man. I think that's the reason why I wanted to do everything that I'm kind of doing now. And I didn't know this, but back in like media studies, when I had a media studies teacher, she, ter- she taught us this acronym, right? Which was uh, called RAIL. And this was in year 10 GCSE. And it was, R was for representation, A was for audience, I was for institution, and L was for language. Mm. And only recently has that started coming like back up yeah. for me to learn. Because I'm like, what? this was so mad that I was learning about that during my GCSEs. And now in my career, I think about this thing like a lot. Like If I'm attaching myself to a project, i'm doing anything is like am i representing correct is it for the right audience what institution are we doing it and how is the language going to connect
2: with you mm-hmm. so
3: That's him.
1: yeah i appreciate that
3: uh, well done to your year 10 media studies. yeah teacher. let's <laughs> pick up
1: miss Bactis. <laughs> yes because she, Bactis. she was at rutlish high school and she introduced media studies to um us at a time when a lot of schools were not teaching media studies mm. and had she not done that genuinely hand on my heart I don't think I'll be doing what I'm doing for a living today
3: interesting that's so lovely
1: she's a big, she's a wicked teacher
0: not to segue too much away from you know everything we want to talk about today but I think what you said there is so important especially in light of all the strikes and everything happening at the moment mm. all I think about especially when it comes to teacher strikes are the people that really influenced me in my life and hearing you talk about your media teacher you never forget your teachers ever do no, you
1: you never forget the good ones no you yeah. always remember the bad <laughs> ones yeah. or the ones that didn't believe in you mm-hmm. i remember i had a history teacher at sixth form and i came to parents evening with my auntie and she, he turned around to my auntie and was like oh mims are pretty he's a, he's a dark horse and my auntie don't understand what mm. that means because she doesn't understand like um terms or like phrases like that so she comes home to me and she's like what does he mean you're a dark horse? And I don't understand what he means because I'm not that smart enough to understand what he's saying. And I'm turning around and saying to her, I think what he means is that he didn't think I was clever. But then when I done my exam and I got like an A or a B, he's like, oh, he surprised me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it was that, yeah. But the good teachers, yeah, we need to big them up.
0: And what about yourself, though, like coming back to that feeling of you don't forget the bad ones? Do you feel like you've reached a point in your career where you're like, hmm. Look you at me now, guys.
1: <laughs> I think it's dangerous to think like that, man. Mm. I genuinely, I'll be real. It, like my head can be my egos of all of we all got big egos, right? As human beings. But I think if you work in this industry, like your ego can be even more inflated and your sense of self can be so like expanded because you think you're better than other people, because other people might not have got an opportunity that mm. you got. So I swear to God, every day I try to tell myself it's all good. You're human, I got the train here, I'm like everyone else. Best. But yeah. that keeps me like yeah. feet on the ground. Mm. Otherwise, I think it'll get dangerous and it will just be like, I can't go to the shop. Mm. I can't go get yeah. two chicken and chips and wings <laughs> from the from boss Bossman. Cause then, then then it's like, Well, who do you think you are? Like, yeah. I'm like just yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm trying to like balance it
3: I think that's a lot that's why a lot of people can relate to you as well because you are you you're very approachable mm. like we've seen you around so many times yeah. it's so mm. nice we can just come up to you and be like hey what's yeah going on? yeah you're we bumped owned. into each
1: other loads yeah. of places Lots. uh yeah especially last year um last
3: year yeah, so much places, isn't
1: where, it where, where,
3: there was um so I remember seeing uh snow allegra yes Big see he knows yeah. he knows good music
1: yeah obviously that was a sick concert yeah sick concert. that was amazing
3: yeah
0: um v um, yeah. Dulled
1: in? Dulled in at the yeah. DNA. Big ups. That was sick because that was so many brown people in the Victoria and Albert Museum. Isn't it mad? Playing the maddest music and the maddest yeah. tunes. Yeah. And I'm not lying, I was there and I was just like, yo, what has happened to the world? This is crazy. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever experience that. That's like smart. to be able to see. Yeah. yeah. My brain my brain is just like, yo Trust me,
3: even me, what a moment. Like mm. there was people, there was, you know, it was mainly brown people, but I saw a lot of other other people around and I was just like this is crazy and they're all dancing and really appreciating the music as well just to like it's just nice and And I felt like we were like the major focus of of that night of that event as well but it was was
0: nice I think for a lot of other people to see our culture because I would yeah. say a majority of brown people were there so it was so nice like this yes. girl
3: we just met on the
0: day and she just pulls up like, jalebis out of her bag yeah <laughs> and and like, like, <laughs> with Billy dancing and she's just
2: like hey like, casually yeah. and we're like,
0: yeah. just dancing eating jalebi
1: <laughs> that's what I love about that you know because yeah. it's not just you, you don't just make it like oh it's our thing and no one else can have it but yeah. it's more of mm-hmm. a the thing there were other ethnicities that yeah. were there there were exactly. black people there there were white mm-hmm. people there but enjoying that vibe, exactly, yeah. which was like, yeah, this is like stuff that you can also enjoy.
3: I like, loved it. I remember seeing this black guy and he had glasses on and he was popular. Yeah, so I think I'm that. talking
1: about, I think I'm thinking about the same guy, yeah. you know? And
2: I was just
3: he like, was yes, feeling it. Yeah.
1: enjoy it bro. Because like, if we be real, yeah. Like we've, it, that role has been reversed right over time. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like black culture has been mainstream and still is for the longest amount of time, but because we never saw it ourselves, mm-hmm. I can just only speak from my perspective. I looked at their culture in a way to be like, I fully have immersed myself mm-hmm. in yeah. enjoying music, fashion, and yep. all of that. Not in a way to appropriate it or anything, but being a South Londoner, that just naturally just kind of happened.
0: But I think there's also like a lot of similarities between black and South Asian yeah. culture. There's so many crossovers when it comes to like, I don't know, strictness of your parents yeah. or down to mm-hmm. the food or down to how you treat your elders or positions and families. Like there's so much crossovers, I think. So Agreed, I think yeah. there was something that was mainstream that because South Asian anything wasn't mainstream to me growing up. So that's something I gravitated towards because like, oh, I I can relate to that or yeah. I can um you know i like that or i relate to something so yeah i think
1: there's definitely a lot of crossovers yeah yeah the immigrant experience is obviously yeah. like one of them coming over from a different country religion also mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if your south asian family members are like highly religious mm-hmm. i know people who have like high highly strict like christian parents mm-hmm. um Set up in their household, so the, and culture as well, right?
0: But there is actually black and a- South Asian culture mixed in together. If you look at Trinidad and Tobago, you look at uh, Gaia? That, Gaia? yeah,
3: okay.
2: yeah,
0: so yeah, so so many, um, and so much of their food as well, oh, like, man. They like they have roti, rot- roti chickpeas, or salt, yeah. like yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Double, dub
1: doubles is like a massive, famous like mm. Trini dish that you can go to Trinidad and eat all the time, mm. but it's, it's basically jana and roti yeah Mm. like what asian people eat all the time anyway so the parallels are like crazy especially with that place because so many people came over um via india Mm. to come and set up shop over there so yeah it's really good
0: so yeah it's really nice that we have like a platform now and more events and things to go to where we can feel like we're seen we're being celebrated i think that's a big thing for me because actually growing up i was you know, any of the songs we were dancing to at VNA, I would have been way too embarrassed to say I like that song. Trust really? me, like, yeah, I was going friends.
3: for it. I knew like yeah. lyric by lyric, I was like, yeah, like it was. It was so nice to see that other people were so yeah. into it as well. Do you remember the guy who was like fully dancing, yeah. like yeah. fully, like he was just going down low, up down, and I was like, yes, I like, like I was here for yeah. it. Like it I, just... I'm,
1: I'm with you, yeah. But there's, this there's, there's still something that I just, I think annoys me is when Punjabi MC mm. comes mm. on. One on the Yeah, that was the
3: last song that
1: played. I know, right? <laughs> it's but because
3: it's a it's a proper like kind of mainstream. It's like
1: yeah. for me, it's like the token song.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? And anytime I hear it, it annoys me, and I and I can't explain what like it's because I feel like that's that's not the only song that belongs to this community. Yeah, and I so hear if, that. So yeah. if somebody's doing a film or something or whatever, and then they come. And didn't jay do
3: jay-z did a he
1: done a remix yeah he did a remix yeah. of it i
3: think that's why like they always play it because they're like oh this is the tune like yeah. they, they think that's the staple tune but, but it's actually... like it
1: annoys me because it's like there's so many other artists and there's so much other mm-hmm. music that is arguably now more timely than that because that's backdated yeah. mm-hmm. now
3: mm-hmm. So we
1: can't be in 2023 still banging that one south asian song yeah. saying it's like the best one yeah there's so many more
3: i think it's just the one that like no, the white people know like that's just it like yeah. that's they all know it so that's why they play it. and like not to say that yeah that's the right thing
1: no it's true yeah it's true but it's
3: that's what they recognise and they always they always mimic the the sound as well and I'm like okay yeah, yeah. Like, that's why you know but yeah. we've
1: had films that have helped with that so like patting uh, screwing the light bulb and patting mm-hmm. the dog mm-hmm. that dance right. that term for that dance that Asian people obviously do which is Bhangra yeah. is like that's been made like that due to like films back in the day yeah. where people will laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes it like more, but we've got to do more things that change that perception.
0: But I think even, so I, I say the, re- the reason I would have been too worried to sort of dance to the songs in front of my friends is because growing up I rejected my culture so much. There's so much around my culture. I saw a lot of the negatives I think growing up before I could see the beauty to it. Yeah. Um. And I think, yeah, not being able to do that in front of friends I think now we just own it a bit more. Like now, it's like you can't take the piss out of mm-hmm. it. Like before, I would, yeah. I would let them because everyone would sort of do it, and every, and even like Indians are in on the, or it felt like we were in on the joke at the time. But I think we were just being really passive. Yeah. And now it's like, no, our culture's sick. Come. Agreed. Yeah. See,
1: I got this memory of like me and one of my best friends. Even to this day, uh, I let him borrow my iPod Touch, and iPod Touch back in the day, you had like all your music on there. So I let him let him borrow it, and I asked for it back, and, I, and he gave it back. And then you can you can see what he
2: the listened most, to you.
1: Yeah, you can <laughs> see what's the top played song in it when it came back. And me and my friend, we've all grown up with like rap music, like R and B, hip hop, garage, grime, mm-hmm. being the main thing that we talk about, right? And he gives me back the iPod Touch, and I see Juggy D Sanya like number one (laughs) tune that he's listening to, and I was like, "Yes, bro," (laughs) but you don't need to tell anyone. But I know that you are listening to that. It was hilarious. I
3: love it. I love
1: it. I literally remember that now because that was just that was a banger. Yeah, Yeah. that that is an absolute smash of a record, like hands down.
0: Coming on music, I think we can't not talk about your time in radio. Mm. Um, Bit of a hiatus.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not yeah. doing radio at the moment, but we s- I stopped in like 20 say 18, 2019. Yeah. But that's all I ever wanted to do, man. Mm. Um I studied broadcast journalism at Leeds Uni, done Leeds Student Radio, wanted to be on my next show, was my dream. Managed to get weekend breakfast, thoroughly enjoyed it, loved it. Um ended up becoming like repetitive and ended up becoming more like a job. Mm-hmm. when when I, all I wanted to do is just to have fun and chase my passion right. I, I didn't feel like I was growing as much as I could have um but it was sick I think for a South Asian like daytime presenter on a network which is like I look back at that now and I'm like oh wow well, okay that's big
3: that's massive that's, that's
1: massive yeah 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 that's huge
0: I remember thinking so when I uh Show. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I was like, he doesn't remember at all. No, but you didn't do, you, <laughs> you done Asia
1: Network. Asia Network, you yeah. Had a, the debate show that we done on Asian Network. It was in
0: the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a shake yes. debate. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. I was
1: like, I pitched them a show to do like a young person's debate show. And you was there, yeah, yeah. while you came in.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was there for about a month. I think it was like 2016. like yeah. Yeah, 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 and I was there and that's when I met you for the first time and I was like, oh. <laughs> so it's really nice to have you on the podcast now because I, I have honestly really looked up to you ever since that time. God oh, bless you, man. And I think I think what was really cool for me as well is that you got one extra too, not just Asian Network. Because mm. for me, again, like one extra was an, a station that I really identified with again. All of us
1: did. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. Like even like that's why when I was on Asian Network and they were they were annoyed at me because uh seventy percent of my music on the show that I'd play would be like non-Asian music, yeah. like not made by Asian artists mm-hmm. or s- Asian sounding. And 30% would be Asian sounding. They'd pull me up and be like, yeah, that's too much. Like you need to like balance it out. And I'm like- But
3: that's what I listen to. I'm like,
1: bro, bro what do you think like British Asian people are listening to, bro? <laughs> yeah.
2: Like do, yeah. they're not
1: listening to all of this Bollywood music. Yeah, The parents might be, but my shows for young people, Yeah, they're listening to music that gets played on one extra on radio one and stuff like that.
0: So that's that's the part that you did that I really admired because I feel like other people would have just come in and sort of given into that token or that box and been like, yeah, I'm going to play all the British Asian songs, only British Asian artists. Well, actually we're listening to Everything, everything exactly. yeah. and you know that's very much part of like who we are. And again, coming back to like the premise of our podcast about our experiences of being British Asian, like that is it. Like mm. I grew up on like the Spice Girls, like Craig David, you know I mean Backstreet like, Boys, yeah.
1: like <laughs> big fan, Boyzone, Hillies, all of these, people. Like, well,
0: everyone, big Nasty um, B I oh god, big B I G,
1: Notorious B I G.
0: <laughs> it's just because I watched the show with him last night, anyways. Um, but that was that that was everything to me, and it was really like I love that you're just authentically yourself. And again, because there's been this like this, I don't know in the industry so far. If you're Asian, then you like Asian. Mm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not, no, nothing mm-hmm. British. To you. you might be born and raised here, but be really, really Indian right. or be really, really Pakistani or Bangladeshi, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Just do that for the camera, and it's like, but that's not that's not us. Yeah.
1: Um, it's interesting what you're saying because even with like this film for example right Mm. that that's coming out at the end of february it's called what's love got to do with it british pakistani film now i got the role and i've got the lines in front of me and i'm looking at the the sides which are like the the lines that you have and i'm proper there like okay so if i've been given this opportunity now how am i representing my character that Mm -hmm. i'm portraying he's british okay cool he's pakistani okay cool but in my head, something clicked where I was like, I need to make him a Londoner. Mm. Like, and I need to make him speak in a way that I speak mm-hmm. because we don't get that opportunity to be in mainstream film like that. So I was there thinking, oh no, maybe you should give him like a posh accent and he should be one of those like posh Asian boys. And then I was just like, nah. So the character f- is not really that far removed from who I am in the way that I speak, etc. Mm-hmm. right? but that was like that was a big thing for me because i was like you're you've been chosen to represent young british pakistani men so like how are you going to make this character now speak so i try to try keep it as authentic as like a londoner would would speak because we don't really get that opportunity um
3: I mean, I think that's that's really good. Like, why do you want to be something? I mean, obviously it's acting, right? say. yeah, it's acting, great. But it's still like you want to bring a little bit of you, a piece of you to to your character, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a great that's a great way. Can so you're saying you kind of are just kind of basically yourself in well, the in the well, no, as in not like. Not fully
1: myself. What I'm saying is the way that I speak here, for example, and the way that the
3: your dialect, yeah, yeah,
1: looks, yeah, yeah, accent in the film is like not that far removed mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. mims accent but it was a conscious decision yeah. to do that it yeah. wasn't like oh he doesn't know how to act yeah, yeah i yeah. fully can go and start speaking with a very posh accent mm-hmm. and making people do you know what i mean yeah but it weren't like that it was like i needed to really just go in and try create as authentic as a cat of a character that i feel like i could have done
3: and, and you must be so happy with that as well, like hundred
1: percent, yeah. One watching the film back, and I was like, yeah, I think I made a good decision. Yeah, smashed
3: there. it, <laughs> not
1: only because like when other young like British, young British like Asian men watch it, mm-hmm. and they speak in a certain dialect, or they'll be able to see themselves. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I tried to represent for them um, in it, yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect. I think you did a good job. Like I saw the screening, like. Like over a year or something ago now, and it's the first time I really watched a film where I was like, "Oh, they have got it right." For the first time, the blend between like British and Asian culture is really there, and they've done it really. I think they've done it really well. I loved it. Yeah, I I
3: remember you coming back and being like, "Yo, that was sick!" So there was so
0: much identified in it with myself, I suppose, but also. Um, again, it's just this balance of the British and Asian culture, family life, mm. but it was funny. like the, And it wasn't like offensive funny either. Like you could laugh at these things because you're like, oh, that happens all the time. Mm. And that's why it's funny. And I'm really excited for audiences that maybe don't know so much about I our think, culture Yeah, I think you that. hit the
1: nail on the head there where it's like, because the writing is so smart because it's written by somebody like Jemima. She's very intelligent and just an intrinsic smart writer that, when other people sometimes try to do comedy from a South Asian point of view, it comes, when I witness it, it's like, oh, uh, you're making other people laugh at the expense of us. Mm-hmm. So, like Citizen Khan, for example, as mm. a show I, I don't like. Right. Because I watch it and I'm like, Whoa. Yeah.
3: that's just like. Taking the piss. Yeah. 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 It's
1: like, it's too, it's like the guy's praying and he falls over. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's silly, isn't it? It's like back in the day, funny. Um, whereas this is not doing that there's a level of like respect there mm-hmm. and a level of sensitivity to someone's culture as well because I think when you come in and you write about a culture that you're not necessarily fully a part of and immersed mm-hmm. in um you got to handle it with like proper sensitivity mm-hmm. um which I think she's done yeah amazingly so yeah I like that point you made.
0: yeah and again I think as well because she's british asian herself like she lived in pakistan i think for like 10 years and then came back to to england so she really understands like both cultures and i think that really comes across in the film because you are here in in london and then you do go to pakistan's lahore yeah 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 and you get both sides and i think her experience of that is put in there but because of that as well like i don't know for us like being born and raised here i suppose you do get that sort of like link with with your motherland i suppose like where mm. it all came from for us like the understanding we have but it's nice that you know, mass audience now is going
1: to be able to of course understand yeah. that yeah 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 100 um, percent. yeah i agree
0: what was it like working with such a stellar cast like you are among incredible
1: incredible talent yeah they're just like it's like oscar winners yeah and like my mom's growing up watching Shabana Asmi. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's so crazy. That is mad like, to me. It's
1: nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I took pictures with her, like, showed my mum, and my mum was like, oh. I think she's processing it herself. Um, yeah, I, I try to stay as professional as I can, obviously. I'm not geek out, but I was just learning, like, very observant mm-hmm. of, like, how people do things. Emma Thompson is an amazing, amazing um, performer. Yeah, yeah. She, she'll come in, and it's just, like... Yeah. What about this? What about that? How about wow. this? What about this one? Yeah. You wanna do this? Mm. Can we do one like this? I'm just like legend. Yeah. That's I wanna be like that when I'm older. Like coming in and doing a scene. Um, and yeah, even like Sajal, like she's like a huge Pakistani like yeah. actress. Seeing what she's like and her being like herself. Uh, Shahzad, we met like before at a BAFTA party. First time working with him was sick. Lily, me and we didn't really have that many scenes. Um. Yeah, everyone just, like, had their own vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to learn as much as I can on the job because I know these opportunities don't come around every day. So it's just, like, let me soak up all this information.
3: I like that, though, because, yeah, like you said, it's it's learning, right? And you'll take that and you'll use that for your next experiences. Who knows? But just to be in the presence of such amazing talent, Mm. that's got to be, like... Like I would, I you said you you trying to not geek out. I'll be like, bro, <laughs> hey,
0: I love you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm the same. I'm like, if I see someone, it's like, how am I ever going to see you again? Yeah. I have to tell you right now, it's I love true. you. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> no, true. You should yeah. do that. There yeah. yeah. was parts of me where I was like trying to stay cool and just like, but inside, I'm just
3: like, you're like, well, this is, this mad. is mad. This is mad. Yeah, yeah this is
1: absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm, I'm f- not one for holding it in as all. Well. Like I literally, you neither are you. Like, I think we would, we literally would have probably gone up there up to them and just been like hi hey changed my <laughs> life by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> which you have done before <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah.
0: I love it yeah it's that I whole giving people more. their
1: flowers thing isn't it true yeah. you should yeah. give them to people absolutely they, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree I agree you never know when you, you might never see them again yeah. Um, yeah
3: but the premise of the film is I think because obviously I haven't seen it it's about um someone who's getting an arranged marriage, yeah. an assisted marriage. And yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about the film? Because obviously, like, it sounds so interesting and like the mix of cultures, I guess, it's kind of learning from British culture um, and, and kind of looking at Asian culture and how they how marriages are different, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. What, specifically how, Pakistani culture? Pakistani, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, which yeah. is
1: quite important because a lot of the films that have been done in the past are from an Indian perspective. Mm. Right. So British Pakistani films is like, what like f- three or four mm. in total? East is east, my pure yeah. land, mm-hmm. uh, my beautiful laundrette. What's love got to do with it now? But yeah, it's um main character protagonist Kaz is getting an arranged marriage, like hooked up for him him for him by via his family by his mum and dad. He is going through with the whole process. His friend um, is filming the whole thing, and she's a documentary filmmaker played by Lily James. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's creating this whole thing. He ends up f- having feelings like for her, but he's also trying to balance like, my mom and dad want me to get an arranged marriage. Do I go and do the arranged marriage? Or do I follow my heart maybe and go with a love marriage that mm. I want to go with? So it's kind of seeing that unfold right. throughout the whole film. Which is um, so
3: interesting because I bet that happens in real life all the time. All
1: like. the time. This right? is why I feel like when men watch this film, mm it's gonna evoke some emotion (laughs) i'm not even being funny like the amount of stories i know about people like it's a big decision in your life Mm. like as a man like who are you choosing as your partner do you do it for your family do you do it for you do you do it for whatever other reason so that is kind of the thing
0: and i won't give too much away about what happens with um the person who Kaz is being arranged to have a marriage with but she has her own backstory in this actually Mm. I think you go into it watching it thinking like yeah she wants it but actually she's got her own story and her own wants and her own needs and I really like that you got that other perspective for her as well it's not just like it's a big big decision in a man's life but almost I think it's taken for granted if you're a woman because so much throughout history of time within South Asian culture it's like women don't have a voice, mm. just do this, go ahead sort of thing. But I like that the film did also give her her own backstory, her own voice, her own opinion. I love that. In this as well. I thought like it was, it was like done fe- really yeah, well. Yeah,
1: like rather than being timid, yeah. the female is like empowered, mm. which I think, yeah, is normalized now. But back then, it wasn't normal, was it?
0: Uh, yeah. And also, I think it's because she's from Pakistan as well. And I think maybe there is this idea of, of people from, from there and what they're like and how vastly different you know, we are compared to I don't know our relatives or mm. the people back home, and how we live our lives so differently. So I think, yeah, initially she comes across like very cute, quiet girl and things, but I think, yeah, without giving it away, like you, you come to find out, <laughs> she's, that's got, not she's really got her a, own character, yeah, basically. Yeah, like, she's yeah.
1: not just this a puppet. Yeah, or this nodding
0: head sort of beautiful yeah. Good bride, girl. That, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I was thinking on the way here. Yeah, I was like, because I know that that's the premise of the film, but like, I was probably like, could I do it? Could I have an arranged marriage? Could I ever go through that? And like, honestly, truthfully, maybe it's our like generation. I don't know, but me as a person, I absolutely know I couldn't do it. Like, I'm a, I'm a freak. Like, I will, I will freak out if I don't know the person. But nowadays, they do it in the way that like you kind of get introduced and you can kind of like make your own decisions. That's what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why this film's very important because nowadays, yeah. Where we are now, 2023, in regards to relationships, yeah, they're so disposable mm-hmm. because of Tinder, because yeah. of MozMatch, because of all these apps, Instagram. You'll meet with someone electronically, you'll meet up with them, you like them, whatever. You'll go away, your separate lives. You might not ever see them again.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But the old ways of like hooking someone up like that through a range and assisted marriage, there was no technology involved as much. Mm-hmm. So you might send an email, you might have had a webcam chat back in the day, and then. You decide, yeah, this is the person I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. So there's some, there is something sweet and nice about it that I feel like nowadays, people could learn something. Absolutely, from. Absolutely, yeah. So don't, don't like push it away too much. Is what I I'm mean, saying. I
3: think. Do you know what it is? I'm like a massive sh- a fan of the show Married at First Sight, and like you meet at the altar, and I'm just like, That's what, what would I do? do? No.
1: Oh, so I'm saying I'm
3: a fan of oh, okay. it, and I'm just saying like, if that was me, I don't know how I would react. Like like you'd have to kind of, obviously you have to get to know the person and that's yeah. the thing with assisted marriages, it's really good because you can kind of gauge like, okay, is this the sort of person I, I wanna be with? Mm-hmm. But you don't know anything until, until like you're actually with the person, yeah. living with them, like months and months and months down the line, you're, you're learning about this person, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, some people are like, I know people have, who've had arranged marriages and they've gone on like what, 30 plus years and they're absolutely happily married. Mm-hmm. But then come, and then different marriages
1: they don't work they don't
3: they do not work at all so yeah it's there's there's
1: no like with that type of thing yeah it's not i don't think it's that logical like you can't make a decision from your head to Mm -hmm. think this is the right thing to do and it's going to work Like i think it's blurred lines yeah you have to take a risk yeah and you have to go life (laughs) if it goes through and it becomes the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with amazing so good for you if it doesn't then it doesn't you know and it
3: doesn't that's it yeah i'm excited so. to see the film it's out february 24th
1: there you go. in uk cinemas yeah we got the premiere on monday um getting ready for that yeah leicester square which is going to be really good um can you
0: say who you're wearing what are
1: you doing? who so, am i wearing well, is that yeah. what it's become now like what if i say i'm not wearing a big brand then no, that's then perfect wearing, absolutely then man not, do you think? i'm wearing no one love it yeah Love that. It's, a, it's not. It's actually not a big brand. It just looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: it. As yeah. long as it looks nice, that's, what that's we all we care matters, about. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I didn't say it for like, oh, who you like, who's the
0: brand or like, big or anything like that. But I am like very interested. I think in people's like fashion style and things, especially on. But like, also, like, targets. it's a
3: big deal for you. Maybe yeah. that's why we feel it. Maybe oh, like okay. you were gonna go with a South
0: Asian look. Maybe we're like a Pakistani, Kalmi,es or no. Yeah, it could sure. be yeah, a commies. Commies. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe you would have rocked up in that, or I don't know, maybe got friends who called each other. That's <laughs> I was like yeah, that, was, that was where I was going
2: with it. Okay. But, um, yeah, no.
1: Um, I got a little little outfit put together. I'm excited. I'm ready. um
3: So, is this like your first premiere then? Yeah, I've yeah. not done.
1: I've not done any of that stuff in my career yet. Wow. Before, I've been part of a lot of projects and films, short films feature films but I've not like walked down a carpet and like done interviews about anything like so that so it's
3: before. gonna be an experience That's absolutely
1: a- yeah, yeah. Now I'm looking forward to it man I still feel like there's a responsibility there as well do you know what I mean I might enjoy it don't get me wrong like, yeah it's gonna be lit we've got after party afterwards um but I still want to just make sure everything's done like in the right way do you know what
3: I mean? yeah of That's
1: course You're representing yeah
3: yeah, yeah and sure. it's your first Uh, first of many yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: fingers crossed yeah hopefully so Um, but yeah 24th of February UK cinemas comes out definitely and all I say is I tell people to like try watch it with like someone you love that make I know it sounds corny it's all cheesy arty farty but it's it's a romantic comedy
3: and I'm sure it would make for such great conversation after as well. 100%. So, yeah, absolutely. I saw it
0: with my mum and I would say, like, happily go watch it with a relative. Because, again, there is that generational sort of story there of mm. Kaz, like, feeling like he's, you know has to be really dutiful towards mm-hmm. his family. Because I think generations before us, I think that's all they ever knew. I've, I've said it a few times on the podcast, but there is this real big sense of duty within, like, yep. South Asian culture. Yeah. I think lots of different cultures actually like. Why
1: is that? That's interesting. Yeah. That duty thing, like, mm. w- like even me, like saying talking about the premiere and stuff, and I'm saying, oh, like I have a responsibility. It's like, bro, you're going to a premiere for your film. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why do
1: I feel so dutiful? I mean, <laughs> like, I have to make sure everything is done right. Yeah. Where's
0: reflection? Come- I think that's like instilled that in from? us. But I feel like m- when you said that, I was hearing. Oh, I feel like I. Have a duty to or responsibility towards it because of maybe how special the film is to you yeah, and how much yeah, you yeah. want to come. That's yeah. what I was okay, I was yeah. hearing it but does, Yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah, 100%. Say if it was a film, not in a disrespectful way, but say if it was like a Marvel or like a DC film that gets churned out all the time, part of this machine, there might not be that sensitivity there with right. it. But because it's about British Pakistani families, and I got the call up to represent like younger, like. Yeah. British Asian men. And
3: that's that's where you feel like your sense of duty and responsibility comes. Yeah, I think that's probably where it comes from, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, I guess it's a lot of people probably do have that as well. I mean,
3: people are just looking up to you, man. Like, you have gained so much respect from loads of young people, people Mm -hmm. of our generation, younger generations. They're like, don't feel... I want to just give you that. Don't (laughs) feel the pressure because you're doing everything right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, 100%. But it's just, like, you're going to make sure that you carry on doing... What you've set out to do yeah because so many times we hear about stories about that's why they say to some people like never meet your heroes or never meet mm. people who you look up to because you'll meet them and you'll be heavily disappointed mm. because everyone's human at the end of the day yeah human beings make mistakes human beings mess up like mm. and that could happen later down the line i don't know obviously you don't want it to but just keep it moving
0: yeah i really like what you said about um stories and doing what you want to do because i think you're authentically someone who does do what you want to do all the time, and I think that's so prominent in your documentary film about finding your dad. Mm. and you know so many questions that come come from that. Because I'm watching this film, you know what's what's love got to do with it? And, and I'm, I'm questioning myself yeah, so it's much the, <laughs> It's the right title. You're good. You're good. You're good. Like every little thing I'm saying, I'm like, can I trust myself? You're good, man. <laughs> cameras um so yeah watching watching that sort of family representation of life and then and then coming back and thinking about your documentary and and that real sense of of that family life I mean not that that isn't a good representation Mm. in the film but you know we get to see you interact with your grandmother your cousins and it's really it's a different take on it but I I think amazing that you that you did that and and the biggest thing I have to say is your bravery Mm during all of that the number one thing i thought about is as how private or how much we're told about not airing your you know your door, your dirty laundry if you're south asian you know mm. don't let anyone else know
2: mm. and you
0: never talk about those things and actually i think the reason we created this podcast actually is like we need to cuz i don't understand half the things that we're doing why we're doing them yeah, what's yeah. happening Absolutely. and i think one you're so brave for putting so much of your your personal life your thoughts your your feelings out there with this documentary yeah man
1: that was like even to this day like I've grown up in, a, in, I think like every Asian person has where you don't talk about things that are going on internally outside. Mm-hmm. But it's different though, because if you do not know the answer to something and you need to really find it out due to your cognition of your brain, you will speak about that because mm-hmm. that's got to do with your existence at the end of the day. So had I not done that, I'd be very confused human being right now, you know? Like I'd be coming and doing this podcast, but I wouldn't really know who my father is or where I come from, at least I've been able to kind of tackle that side of my life and be able to come to terms with, okay, at least I know who he is now. I've met him, We might not speak every day, but I've kind of-
3: You've made that connection. Yeah.
1: And settled the demons that I might have had like in my own brain. Absolutely. And and this this is the most important thing if anyone listens, yeah. And they've got something that they keep thinking about that they know they're thinking about that's bothering them for you to gain clarity and move forward, you need to discuss that and let it out in a, yeah. like a cathartic way. Absolutely. Be that a bad relationship, be that a lack of finances, not doing the right thing in your career. Because these are all human things that affect human beings, right? Like whatever it is, find a way of coping with it, speaking about it, dealing with it. That way it can go and something new can come in. Because mm. it, 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 it helped me like a lot. So, if anyone else does it, they can do the same thing.
0: But that that's what was so inspirational about it. Again, coming back to this, I feel like, I don't know if it's just us or like the culture, families, whatever it is, but I grew up with a sense of very much don't talk about these things, don't ask questions. Yeah. That's, that's, mm-hmm. From a very young age. Well, we
3: were sort of told to like almost lie in yeah. a way as well. Like, yeah. we were, always, you know, our dad wasn't around. So we would like, when we would go to family events, it would be like, oh, where's your dad? Oh, yeah, he's at work. Everyone knew that was a bullshit lie. But we'd just, you know, we'd have to just keep the, the lie going just so that people. So you
1: see me as a child. So if I got told to do that, I'd go to the family gathering as a child. They'll be like, oh, where's your dad? I'll be like, oh, I haven't got a clue. What do you know about him? Mm-hmm. I was the child that never shut up. I would always ask.
3: Kind of Nikki as well, to be fair.
1: It explains why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You speak and you want to gain things from the world. I'm I'm like that as well. But there's nothing wrong with a child being like that. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. I can't wait to have kids because I want him to be the most talkative chatterbox in the entire (laughs) world. Because I'm not going to be that person to be like, shh, don't talk about it. What's there to hide, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you want to speak your mind, you speak it. Yeah, Yeah. because that's the generation that we now live in it's different to how things were back then yeah we need to change it up
3: absolutely and like anyway it's just a testament to you like that that was an amazing documentary and like yeah i'm guessing like i think it's a big thing as well to do something so big in your life and then have that recorded on tv but at the same time it's just like a beautiful thing that you can look back on and Mm -hmm. just like be proud of that you've done and followed your heart mm.
1: and, yeah 100% and
3: absolutely got the result at the end like
1: yeah, said. yeah. hopefully be able to play it to my kids one day yeah, yeah.
0: how special is that, that, that that's
3: that? amazing yeah. yeah it's just not a story it's not just a story it's actually there like done mm. and the process as well was just yeah
1: It was hard. It was long. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, it looks like it was all good or whatever. No, absolutely. I wouldn't
3: wouldn't think it was like a walk in the park. I was crying in the documentary (laughs) watching it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was difficult, but definitely glad I'd done it because I feel like there's nothing, I personally think anyway, there's nothing now that's going to be as challenging as that was Mm -hmm. from a personal and professional point of view in my life. Like, audition for a film role, cool. That's acting. We can get to that. We can break down characters break down scenes and do that like present another documentary but it's not going to be as hard as going over like halfway across the world and being rejected by a biological father so
0: that that thing killed me do you that know what really I mean? really But in, yeah. what I'm trying
1: to say is that it's yeah. never going to be as difficult as that now so mm. what is the challenge now do, 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 there aren't I don't f- personally feel there are a lot of challenges in that sense so sometimes do the hard work first mm. to then reap the rewards later down the line
0: and what were you mid-twenties when you did that? Though?
1: 25, yeah,
0: yeah, 25, yeah. Because mm. I feel like I started to have a lot of questions around that time. That's, that's, yeah, that's how the podcast that's was the born. The mid crisis, that, that is. The mid midlife crisis, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got all these questions suddenly. And again, I suppose you, identity crisis in the way of like, where do I come from? Definitely. Like, who am I sort of thing? I think us, it was like, I've been acting so British all my life, but I'm really Indian. Like, what, who am I sort of thing? Yeah. But I, I wonder actually from that experience, do you feel like you have like a sense of peace now through through that journey?
1: Um, I think I I I like I idealized that and I and I feel like if I do this I will get that. And then what I've realized now, like five years after doing it, yeah, I'm glad I've done it. Um, I'm glad I've had the like the mental clarity with like my relationship with my dad and not being confused about it. Um, and yeah, it, it definitely has brought some peace. But it wasn't, like, this thing that I thought it was going to be. I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this doc. Everything's going to be romanticized. My dad's going to embrace me. We're going to hug. We're going to now have a beautiful relationship afterwards. I'm going to go to mm-hmm. Pakistan and see him every year. It hasn't turned to that. Mm-hmm. But, like, he rings me.
2: Yeah. Which I've never seen
1: dad, like, ring me on my phone for, like, yeah. ever, in it. Yeah. So with the fact that I got that, I'm like, okay, cool. At least I got that. And if I want to go out there, yeah. I can book a flight and go and stay there for, like, a week or two. Mm-hmm. Which I never had the ability um and when I have kids I can turn around to them and say this was your granddad so yeah it's brought things that I can now do that I've never done beforehand yeah. um which is helpful yeah
0: yeah because I just think I've met in this like time of life where I'm like approaching my 30s I feel like I'm talking to a lot of friends or, or men that I meet and there there seems to be this theme like if they don't have their dad in their life it's like Not the end of the world but there is this big hold over them almost about who they are like do they understand everything or how can i be a family man like i've never had a dad in my life so how can i do that Mm -hmm. as everyone's starting to sort of like get married and you know find relationships and settle down and and maybe have kids and things i feel like that that topic of conversation is is happening a lot with with people i know um, but then I feel like there's equally lots of women who don't have that father
1: figure in their yeah, life. And yeah, then yeah. I
0: don't ever hear them really like say that though, about not having their dad or even their mum necessarily in their life per se. Um,
1: what, as in you don't hear them talking about it?
0: Or, or just making the same comments of like, I can't have a family, like I can't do these things. It like, comes I've out in different ways modeled. though, isn't it? Like,
3: you know, a lot of girls say they have daddy issues. and Yeah. It comes out in different ways. I don't think we realise as humans what, a parent means to us, or what they would do to us, yeah. and how they how they influence us. so like, where do we get our influence then from? Yeah. Then, if it's not from our family, we're getting it from external factors, right? So- yeah.
0: And where I'm alluding with that point is, um, is as I wanted to talk about the other people that were in your life, and you know, even though your dad was missing for so long, and you didn't have that relationship there, but you did have your mom, you had your grandmother, oh, and man, your cousin. Yeah, yeah, I've
1: never felt like I've been at. A shortage in my family life at all my childhood was one where i'd be around so many people mm. aunties uncles friends or family uh my mom grandmother her children cousins it was always stuff happening mm. like so i never ever felt like i didn't belong anywhere because i was part of like a very big like mm. south asian family um and they were loud and proud about who they were so, Eid would come, weed would happen, everybody would wear the bright colors. People would do a one dish party where everyone like Reddish. cooks one yeah. dish and yeah. everyone eats all this food. Like, we'd go down to Tootin and get like umbala or puja, yeah. bring it back yeah. to the house. We'd eat it, we'd have faluda. It's like, this is my existence. Yeah. like, that's my childhood. Like, that's, I remember all of these things. So, it's never been, I've, ne- I've never been at a shortage. Yeah. In fact, I think I've been. At an advantage being an only child as well um when you don't have like your own siblings or whatever you crave relationships from mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. so i had like a lot of cousins a lot of family members just around all the time uncles and aunties that done absolutely everything which i need to remember and thank them for like in my adult life because sometimes yeah. i get so like head driven on my career that i forget about like s- like sending them as much love as mm-hmm. i should but yeah, we got like a family and friends screening for the film happening in like 2 weeks, which I'll be able to like do all of that with. So, yeah. yeah. It should be. All right.
3: That's so lovely. They'll be so proud of you. And
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they definitely are. They are already. Yeah.
3: And you are just a kid as well. Like we forgetting it. We like sometimes I look back and I'm like, "Oh, like I feel I feel this type of way for the old me and just like, "Oh, like you were going through so much and you didn't even know it at the time. Mm. I'm sure that they knew like you were just you're, you're a yeah. child, and yeah. You're just a child. And, yeah, yeah your it's love it, It's your interesting volumes.
1: what you say at 25, because I think when you were talking about that like midlife crisis, so I think that's a very pivotal age mm. for human beings yeah. because 25 is, like, I feel like the brain goes through, like, a transformation mm. at that age. And it just, whatever you're doing at that point in your life is quite important, I, I believe, just from observing, like, human beings and mm. stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk
3: about your love life?
1: Oh, you want to do that? A little yeah. one. Is that I mean, I...
3: You're, you're in this amazing new film. It's I about marriages and stuff. And I want to know, like, okay, firstly, what's your opinion on the whole? Assist- I mean, we've spoken about that, but what's...
1: Yeah, go for it. Let's go for it.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah no
1: hiding in a podcast, man.
3: I love Let's
0: that. Let's go. <laughs> so, um... Single, taken, shadi, maybe. What's going on? <laughs> Single, taken, shadi, maybe. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm taken right now. Yes. Yeah, I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for the last two years.
0: Oh, congratulations! Lovely. Yeah,
1: thank you. Um, not married yet. Family are like trying to. So shadi, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to tell me like, come on, you have to do things properly, and I'm understanding that, and I'm like, yeah, I get it culturally as well. it's Yeah, kind of important. Um, but I just like I don't want to rush because yeah. I'm scared that I'd hate rushing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You rush things and then you get excited and then you do
3: things and then it. It's goes, a big, big decision, isn't it? That's what I
1: mean, and then it yeah. goes left and then you're like, well, why did I rush everything?
3: I think also that's the thing with with a lot of marriages or families being involved as well. Like they just want you to be married because and start your life and start your family. But, but this is an issue. Like, you
1: know? like I'll be, I'll be so real with this right now. Yeah, back in a day all people care about is if you're married yep. or not married yep. but they do not care whether you're in a happy yes. stable mm-hmm. loving relationship yep. cuz i would prefer being in a happy stable loving relationship in comparison to being miserable unhappy uh and not in a stable relationship but i'm married
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: it's a problem we got yeah i swear to god and it's it's like the, the whole community sometimes where it's like Oh, my daughter just needs to be married for the sake of being married yeah she she could be married to a flipping narcissistic domestic yeah. abuser mm-hmm. but she's married
3: but this is the thing it's it's not even like the family necessarily like the, it's their mentality but it's also about right like, oh well, what will they think what yeah. will they think that you're not married yeah. and that's the must- that's the thing that that pisses me off the absolute most it's like it's not even for your family it's Mm. it's to show other people like look look at look at us look at us but really and truly i think one thing we can take away from our generation is is that like yeah i think we are starting to like really take a step back even like you know living with someone before you get married Mm. as well to me that's a massive thing
1: but that should be normalized right that's not even normal Like, like as a muslim Like, people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, bro, you're smoking absolute trees. (laughs) Like, that is sex before marriage is wrong, bro. Like, you can't live with your partner without getting married. And this is where I think my British Mm. side comes out. Mm -hmm. and questions my religious, like, cultural side. And I'm in this dichotomy of,
2: like, I've
1: got my religion telling me to do this one thing. I've got my, my, my British identity as a man telling me to do this thing. Where do I go? And it's like... There is no right or wrong answer in yeah. it, but I just personally think that having stability, um, being happy, and like being in a nurturing, good relationship mm. is far more important than putting on a show and saying, "Hey, everyone, I'm married now." Come to my wedding yeah. and look how happy I am.
3: Yeah.
0: So um, is it like aunties and stuff that you're pressured more by then? Because again, I'm coming back, you know, think about your documentary and your, your parents' story and things like that. Like, is your mom like, yeah, get married? Or is she like really understanding from her own experience of like, yeah,
1: yeah, take My time. mom is a sweetheart. Like, she don't tell me what to do or mm. pressurise me in any capacity. Her sisters, yeah, the aunties. Always <laughs> so the aunties. Always oh, the aunties. It? Oh, wait, I got one auntie that's literally even to this day. So like, Nika, when is Nika? You know Nika? I'm like, you are such a character, man. I swear to God. Um, but yeah, but I hear it. I before I used to be against it a lot. I'd be like, just stop asking, get off my back. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, I'm like, you know, and I think it's because I'm maturing and I'm getting older. I'm like, it makes sense what they're saying because mm. they've done it. They understand how. It so now my, my response to was like, yeah, in due time, still taking it slow, still trying to see how it goes.
3: Yeah, perfect answer, isn't it? Not to them, though. <laughs> <laughs> For us, yeah. are just like them, you're talking buckwass. <laughs> no, 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 you need
1: to do it right now. <laughs> right this very second. And I, I genuinely don't think that's the right
0: thing to do. They I'm, could organise the nikah that quickly as well. Though. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's true. They
1: could, so. So I get it, but it's like um, I'm still in a place where I'm trying to take as long as I can mm-hmm. because if you're doing that you, your intention should be this is for the long term right absolutely yeah so take your time with it and don't like rush it in any way
3: yeah and so I'm assuming yours is a love yeah it's a love relationship yeah, this isn't is an, yeah no one's arranged, put two and two together it's not, not, not,
1: not set up by anyone literally vibes clicked. Um,
3: yeah. vibes yeah
1: literally yeah um, in a good way like in a helpful way and I think I think yeah, I think that's important
3: because mm-hmm.
1: if you get arranged and you get assisted and you don't like the person, then what happens is you grow up and you hold resentment for your family members mm-hmm. that told you to do that. Mm-hmm. But I've always put pressure on myself to make my own decisions because if anything messes up, who's to blame?
2: Then yeah. it's
1: you. me, isn't it's it? You. Mm. So and I'd prefer that than being like. Yeah mum, you told me to marry her, so I married her, and now I'm unhappy at you and her, because I don't like both of you. That's so much generational trauma you you just uncovered
0: there. Yeah, that's I feel like a lot of what you've just said is like a lot of what our generations before us has maybe experienced. And and
1: this is not to have a go at them people, because they might not have known what they were doing at the time, but it's more of a thing where like, if you do make a decision like that, you just got to, I don't know, man, you just got to soldier that decision through. Mm. Cause it's a big one. It's a it's a
3: huge one, yeah. So that's a, what I'm telling you, yeah. Like I can't, I can't do married at first sight and shit like that. Like you literally, yeah. I need to know my guy for a long, long time. Before, yeah, yeah,
1: agreed, man. Because that's a partnership at the end
3: of the day. Exactly, and I mean. it's it's like building a, it's building from friendship, love, mm-hmm. like and building your future together. So absolutely, and I, I commend that. So good on you for for challenging your own family, I guess. Like all yeah. like, I feel in like in
1: 2023 we shouldn't have to do that. Like, it should be normal.
3: You would think, but isn't it?
1: We still, yeah. I feel like there is still... I
3: think there's a lot of people that do make their own decisions. They're just not doing it in front of their family or like they're, they're like living a double lie, basically. I know, I know a fair few people that are doing that, let me tell you. And it's, it's crazy to see that you you are living one life and doing madness and then going home and acting like you're a completely different person. It's, and it's sad because it's kind of like you're not authentic self. Yeah. Whereas like you are being authentic because you're like, you know what? Like, Let me chill out, like this is my life. You know the girl, it's, like, yeah. it's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm Hold not doing on. no double life thing. There you yeah. go. But let
1: me tell you, through acting and, and playing different characters for the last five, 10 years, I do not want to be doing that no. in my normal everyday. <laughs> no. But I'm telling you, that's what I've learned through yeah. reading material and acting as different characters, mm-hmm. that then I apply that to my real life, and I'm like, I don't want to be coming home and no. doing a madness somewhere
2: yeah. the
1: night before, and then coming and putting on and up.
2: I can't do it,
3: mm-hmm.
1: as a lot of people do it, but I don't want to do that, no. because I've done that's that. That's
3: headache, also. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to lie, if ground. you're living that
1: life, man, it's, um, yeah, fix up, bro, because... Yeah. <laughs> That it's not good for your brain. Yeah. I tell you that now. Yeah. It's yeah. not helpful for it, man. It, it it will lead to confusion. Yeah. And you'll and, and it will trickle down to your other relationships with your best friend, with your mom, with your dad, because you'll start you'll start now not trusting them because you don't trust yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. Literally, I was about to say it. The words right out my mouth. It's yeah. dangerous.
1: Yeah. I swear mm-hmm. down, it's so dangerous.
3: Yeah. Well, stay blessed, and we wish you all the best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was stay
3: blessed. Um uh, but yeah can we talk about what's next for you because you know this is a big deal first uk premiere amazing yeah. we might even go international man yeah. So who knows one yeah, day you yeah know it's I mean?
1: true after when this podcast comes out it might be uh that's it <laughs>
3: true. so what's next for you Min?
1: um yeah so i really after the back of this i really do want to do more acting work um yeah i'm, I'm sent scripts and try and be like align myself to good projects i've got an independent feature film coming out um called die before you die nice. uh, which looks like, like morality um and, like spiritual like religious stuff Ooh. uh yeah it's a really good film british indie as well so it's like not nice. as high budget as this one mm-hmm. um what else? i've done a short film that looks on that looks at like the nhs during the pandemic Ooh. which is interesting um i learned a lot on that that comes out I've made a spoken word EP, which is like a seven-track audio project, which I don't know when it's coming, but it's- When the time is right. Yeah, when the time, when it feels right to release it and stuff, um, I'm gonna go forward with that. And then, yeah, man, just doing a lot of writing, like writing my screenplays, trying to get them commissioned to make my own films. I'm just inspired by Jemima and what she's been able to do with this I project. I wanna be able to replicate that in the next, like, yeah, five to 10 years, hopefully. No, and you definitely will. You
0: definitely will I think. I can't reiterate enough about. I think I personally think like you're a, bit of a, a trailblazer within uh, the South Asian community, but across like media because of everything I've already said about you, just saying true to yourself, your thoughts, you put them into a documentary or a spoken word EP or something. Like it doesn't just stay with you. And mm-hmm. I think I think what's so beautiful about who you are as a person and in this industry is like I want to share. I want to teach. I want to, like, learn from everyone else. Mm. And I think you're doing it in such an incredible way through all the different mediums. And, yeah, just really excited to see everything no, that you're I doing. No, yeah I appreciate yeah.
1: it. Genuinely, it, um, I, think it, I think now people are... I think I'm stepping into a place now where I'm feeling more understood than I have ever mm. before. And I think it just took, like, time mm. for people to kind of understand, like, who's this mm. guy like? what's his thing? Like, what's he trying to do? Is he in it to make money? Is it fame? Is it girl? Like, what is it? I swear down, it's just about sharing, like, thoughts Mm. and hoping that they can improve, like, someone's reality. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, at the end of the day, that's all it is. Um, But yeah, no, I appreciate it it's been a really good podcast oh good i'm yeah, glad yeah. I'm so <laughs> happy. it's been it's been sick i'm not <laughs> gonna lie have this getting
3: no oh, we, we are have been so gassed it. and so so glad you come on because like, it yeah. feels normal because yeah. i
1: see you out and about I'm still, <laughs> still will yeah i've seen you at screenings DNA, yeah. all of these places yeah where it just seems like yeah i like that like when you're yeah. in normal life yeah and you see people and then you have a conversation with them and it's recorded yeah. And people's masks might come out. Yeah. But it don't feel like none of that. Oh, it's just thank you. Good vibes.
3: Oh. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. And we'll stay in contact, Bobs. Yeah. Um, and yeah. hopefully,
0: yeah, you'd want to come back maybe in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. just
1: remember what's love got to do if it comes out February 24th? Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. Take everyone.
0: But uh, until next time. Yeah,
1: until next time. It's thank been you.
3: your girl, Nikita. It's been your girl, Tash.
1: My name is mim Shake,
3: <laughs> and thank you for joining us on our first recorded podcast, like camera recorded podcast. Come by the on, way, you ready? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining us and for listening to Two Chickpeas in a Podcast.